Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Kelvin Cato, I Renewable, Joey Devine, Jonathan Bender, Luke Schencher, Sean Keen, Othella Harrington, Reese Gaines, Patreons, Will You Save You? Thank you, Will. Joe Yoder, thank you, Joe. Ned Grade, thank you, Ned. Musical guest, Godsmack. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. Not, not doing bad at all. Did you? Did it come out that you fought your old boss tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought everybody knew that, but yeah, um, I was working on a sitcom in 2014 produced mm-hmm. by Red Hour Productions, and uh, one time uh, during one of the table reads, uh, Ben Stiller and I got into a fistfight. <laughs> because did you see that story, Sean? I did not see oh, that well, story. Oh, well, I that is what, at the top of the show, I was like... There was something funny that happened tonight, and I forgot what it was, and I just remembered, so I've oh. got a surprise for Sean. <laughs> okay. Uh, but before we get to my big surprise for you, Sean, some business up top. Uh, at Round Rock Pod is the Twitter. Roundrockpod at gmail.com is our email address. Our phone number 
please call it. We want to hear from you. Is available in the description of this episode. I guess I should just say it. I'm so lazy about it always, <laughs> but you know what? For you, the listeners, I will just say it. Uh, our phone number is, of course, 323-682-0342. That is, of course, the uh, American country code. So zero, zero or zero one. I don't know how. It's I'm, zero one, yeah. Whatever. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if you'd like to give us money or hear, maybe Sean has a... Uh, a series he's starting, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Sean, do you want to tell our uh, listeners about the series you're trying to start here? Yeah, um, so I'm going to – this is – it's it's a mini podcast uh, that's going to be available on the f- podcast. It's called Shacked in a Podcast, and uh, that I hope Shaq has not taken that name. He might have, but we're going to use it anyway. Um, and basically – I just want to review all the Shaq products. Um, that includes the albums. Um, and I'd like to add, I'm going to have guests on to review those things. The first one I'm going to be reviewing Shaq's smokeless grill. And that should be up on Friday or possibly even tomorrow. Um, Perfect. Uh, it's, it's an infomercial for Shaq. I still have not gotten far enough in the infomercial to find out how it is different at all from a George Foreman grill, except being cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opening sequence of it, uh, is so many different shots of Shaq kind of clowning around in a kitchen. It's anyway. Um, but if you have, have used any Shaq, product. yeah, if you've had Shaq soda, if you've, um, if you ate a Shack pack at Burger King mm-hmm. 20 years ago, um, the Shackaroni pizza, or if say Bought an office chair, look, our white. Oh whale, yeah, yeah, we, that's the white whale. Our white whale is. We want Sean to talk to you if you've bought the Sh- Office Depot Shack branded office chair. Yeah, um, and if, if it might be Staples, I don't know. Is it Staples or is it, I think it's, it's probably, Office Depot. Okay. <laughs> if if not, um, I I would also. I mean, you don't even have to buy it because if it comes down to it, I'm going to go to an Office Depot and just try to sit in it mm-hmm. and like work in it a little bit and just see how that goes. But um, so you're going to get kicked out of an Office Depot. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, where I don't can really they listen to Shacked in a, a product? What's it called? Shacked in a podcast. What's it? Where can they listen to Shacked in a podcast? Uh, that's at patreon.com slash round rock pod. Perfect. And you can you can get access to that for just five dollars a month. Yep. And uh, pay. Oh, the T Public lady was emailing me again, saying we oh. hadn't uh, been plugging the show enough. I mean, the store enough. So hey, go to our T Public store. It's at the link in the description of the episode. Uh, you don't even have to buy anything from us. Just if you're going to buy something from T Public, just go through that link. That's all they care about. Joey, um, I'm now just imagining this poor woman from T Public listening to so many division previews, <laughs> so confused by slammed up, has th- has no idea who the Lopez twins are, mm-hmm. but she's concerned about their relationship. And yeah. probably she's like, Look, that big Corbs episode made me wanna made me wanna Start selling some wind chimes on yeah. this place. You know, Corb. You know, Corb sat under some wind chimes briefly, and I edited them out. Wow! Shouts yeah. to Kate <laughs> Jobson at T Public. All right. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry we're bad at selling t-shirts. Uh, all right, Sean, you know what time it is. It's time for your big surprise. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Well, Sean, they're reporting that David Griffin is about to get fired. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the inciting incident, besides them being 1-11, is on November 3rd in a loss against the Kings, Sean. Uh-huh. Uh, he had to be physically separated from Kings assistant coach and former Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. Um, he tried to fight Alvin Gentry? I think Alvin Gentry kind of tried to fight him. Let me read you this. Uh, okay. So apparently, remember that story about how he used to play piano for Zion? Yes. Uh, also in that story was a quote about how uh, Griffin would often, quote, Griffin would often tell team and other league officials that he'd given Gentry, quote, all the answers to the test and he still fails. Wow. So then after the Kings defeated the Pelicans 112 to 99 on November 3rd, Griffin approached Gentry in the bowels of Smoothie King Center to offer a warm hello to his former head coach, yet Gentry brushed off his initial efforts as inauthentic. Gentry responded with his own choice words, noting how his eventual replacement, Stan Van Gundy, who was also fired after one season in New Orleans because he was only one game better than Gentry, mm -hmm. uh, and he said... You must not have given Stan the answers to the test either, Gentry shouted at Griffin, and then they had to be physically separated. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good good line, Alvin Gentry. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I knew you'd like that, so. I'm a big Alvin Gentry fan. I don't care, man. Yeah, of course. He's had to deal with a lot of shit. He had to work for, he had to work for Sarver. He had to work for Sarver. He had to work for Joe Lacob. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Joe Lacob seems like an annoying boss, but not like that bad a boss, I guess. You I mean, I don't know. They're around all, bad. all the They're time. All bad. They're all bad. Speaking of which, Sean, you want to bring up another bad owner? Yeah, this is a crazy time for general managers. So just to, just to recap what we've had uh, so far. So we we've um I guess I guess it in Phoenix it's just the ownership that's under investigation. But mm -hmm. um the Timberwolves fired their general manager mm -hmm. what was it like three days before free agency started? Mm -hmm. Was it like five days before training camp started? I can't remember. No, anymore. training camp had started. It was okay. like two days before preseason, I think. Oh, my God. Okay, so Gerson Rose, uh, he got fired. They're investigating um, the Phoenix Suns for their racist owner. And now, uh, yeah, David Griffin's going to get fired because he fought Alvin Gentry and for, honestly, most of the decisions he made as mm -hmm. the Pelicans GM since being hired. Uh, but now the, oh, oh, let's, yeah, I'll lead with this other one. The NBA is now investigating Portland Trailblazers uh, general manager, Neil Olshay. Mm -hmm. Because he's a fucking bully, says Dan Dickow. Dan Dickow is their source. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say. I mean, they said they have lots of sources, but Dan Dickow's the only one who's said it on a podcast. <laughs> but I mean, 
of the things that Dan Dickow said, I don't know that any of them are like actionable from an NBA investigation. I mean, sure, but also like, look, man, the pandemic changed things with the way people act. People want out of their jobs, you know. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Like, there maybe the 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 working man has a little more power now. Yeah, like uh, now, strikes take- are up. He can, and Dan Dickow can t- can take to his podcast, one I had no idea existed. <laughs> I also had no idea that Dan Dickow had been employed by the Blazers after being a player. And in fact, uh, was a bit of a punchline for me as a player. Mm-hmm. Only because, like, for a really long time, everyone from Gonzaga was bad in the yeah. NFL. In the NBA, um, and that included Dan Dickow, and he was on. How long was he on the Warriors? Very briefly. Yeah, it was like, not not even a whole season. So yeah, he's being investigated for being a bully. The worst thing that he seems to have done to Dan Dickow is get mad at him for, uh, like going over saying his head. hello to the business oh. people. <laughs> so saying hello to the business people. Uh, emails. Everyone's mad about emails. Um, but look. There is zero doubt in my mind that Neil Shea is a fucking bully. Oh, yeah. He's a rich dude who was a failed actor who somehow failed into being a GM. Um, So, yes. Granted, Um, it doesn't feel like there's anything in this report. It's not like the Sarver one, at least that I've yeah, read. Well, now, and, it, could that be because Chris Haynes is the only one reporting it and he's not a real reporter? Sure. Um. But he he knows exactly what Damian Lillard had for dinner the day that uh, Neil Olshay cursed out Dan Dickow. Like, say what you will about Baxter Holmes' bow tie, but, like, the poor trailblazers have to just, like, they have to leak to a literal, like, uh, PR man. Yeah, he's he's really a PR man. Uh, Aspiring sideline reporter. Like, he can't actually report anything in case uh, Neil Olshay wants to leak something to him, you know? He's got to play mm-hmm. both sides on this. He's got to see if the Goodwin brothers have turned on him. Like, he's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I think I think Neil Olshay is... that. I don't, I don't doubt any of these reports. I'm just... Um, I guess I'm just not sure if this is something people will get fired for, and... I guess this would be a way to fire him for cause because I think he has a kind of a long contract. Right. That to me is exactly what's going on here is uh, Jody Allen wants him fired. And Uh, she's like, she's like, I'm going to hit him with a bag of illegal penguin bones. And she can't fire him for not uh, for not investigating Chauncey Billups rape charge because like then someone would be like but someone should investigate your sexual assault charges well right and I'm ho- <laughs> I think I think Neil is hoping that they can use that same Cracker Jack investigation team that he used and also I, I should say Jody Allen it wasn't sexual assault it was a uh, sexual misconduct and harassment my my mistake um, yeah these still these a bad some. person um, the the Vulcan bodyguards. Yeah. Um, but Joey, that someone might be like, maybe we should look into her dead brother being friends with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh-huh. How Ghislaine Maxwell was on his boat, and how that uh, when he robbed Jimi Hendrix's grave. <laughs> hey, look, he stole Jimi Hendrix's 
ability to play gu- guitar in like a thunderstruck yeah, who, situation. Who, who said he could play the guitar like Jimi Hendrix? Uh, it was um, I can see his face in my mind. Um, is it a basketball figure? No, it's a musician. It's a uh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's not Clive Davis. But it's like Clive Quincy James. Jones. It's, it's Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I could Quincy not Jones. think of Quincy Jones's name for a second. Quincy Jones has made two really strong proclamations recently. And one of Paul them Allen is that Paul play, could play the that? guitar like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Paul Allen could play guitar like Jimi Hendrix and uh, Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are his main two revelations <laughs> recently. And apparently uh, he has cut off Rashida Jones's allowance, so she has to just... Do a million commercials. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Come on. D- d- don't 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 make her do those Capital One ads, Q. Come on. Uh, Sean. Oh, yeah. There's one other controversy in Portland, though, Joey. Oh, what is it? The referees are being really unfair. Oh, God. To Dame Lillard. Um, I think Chris Haynes. No, Chris Haynes didn't report the story. Dame actually said this with his own uh, mouth. Mm-hmm. Instead of his second mouth, Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes. <laughs> Uh, he said, or no, actually, Chris Haynes is his third mouth, right? Because Nate Jones is his second mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look. it's more like a left mouth, right mouth situation. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's what Dame said. Dame said, "I feel like the way the game is being officiated is unacceptable." Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't want to go too deep into it, so they make a big deal out of it. But the explanations, the shit that's getting missed—he's supposed to be clean, Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, come on. He I doesn't felt like swear coming, when he raps, but he swears, but he swears when, at, at the, the podium. Yeah. Come on, man. There's kids listening to these press conferences. Uh, I mean, come on. I felt like coming in, the rule change wouldn't affect me because I don't do the trick the referees. I don't do the trick plays, and it's just unacceptable. Yes, he does, the, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he, he 100% <laughs> does. Then the explanations of the remarks and your return when you tell them is just like, then he shrugged. I don't even have nothing else to say about it. Look, all I'll say is what the rule changes have proven to me is there's only two real hoopers in the NBA. Uh-huh. And that is uh, Steph Curry and Zach Levine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say Kevin Durant. The only like... two guys who have been unaffected by these rule changes. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have been very happy though that Kevin Durant. Every time someone's like, "What about the rule changes?" He's like, "Eh, it doesn't mean that doesn't matter." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, what about that new ball? Is that screwed people out?" He's like, "Yeah, it's a ball. Come on, man." <laughs> Um, Sean, there's another, there's another ownership scandal going on, though. Do you want to walk yes, us through? That's true. Uh, uh yes. A bikini-clad wife, uh, intimidating witnesses? Yes. Okay, so, so Robert Sarver, uh, the wife of about miser, the last miser, miserly sons owner mm-hmm. Robert Sarver. According, uh, and his wife, who, according to his version of events, he only passed around a picture of her to every employee wearing a bikini. Uh huh. In he says he did do it, but it was like, oh, do you want to buy these bathing suits for the sons? Yeah, and and look, I have not been in this situation many times, but there are certain people who will show you pictures of their significant other 
in like lingerie or bathing suits, especially in the world of entertainment. I have definitely had uh, comedians do that for me. Uh, and it is it is very uncomfortable. And I, I like look, what are you what are you supposed to say? We have heard third hand uh-huh. a similar story to this about, yes, about yes. someone whose name I will not say doing this with a photo of Jeannie Buck. That is true. I wasn't it's even a, It's an unsubstantiated but... rumor, but it, we we haven't heard it firsthand. We've heard it third hand. But I I But I believe to... it. <laughs> I'm going to say that the comedians I'm referring to and this unknown person and Robert Sarver all seem to be kind of the same kind of bro. Uh-huh. Yep. Does that mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So so Robert Sarver, a man so cheap that he even married a woman named Penny. <laughs> he picks up every penny in sight. Um she sent some angry messages from her personal email or from her Instagram account. And her Instagram has disappeared now, Joey, at Penn Sarver, uh, is no longer there. Uh, she said, she admitted it and said, I shared the betrayal that I felt and touched on some of the pain that we are going through as a family. And he suggested that I tried to intimidate anyone is as silly as it is wrong and outrageous. Joey, should I read these messages or do you want to read these messages? Or should we trade off? Uh, I'll and, read the, I'll read the messages. Sure. Yeah. And, and then we'll just judge you. Just tell me if you think they're intimidating. Okay. At all. This is Penny Sarver. I know a lot of bridges were burned between you and Robert and you are very bitter. I want to remind you that real lives are at stake here. Now that's vaguely threatening, but I wouldn't say that's necessarily intimidating, but it, mm-hmm. If it was, like, actually a witness in a court case, you would get, like, put in contempt of court for that. Okay, so what about another one? This is Penny Sarver. Okay, she doesn't say this is Penny Sarver every time, but... I wish she did. <laughs> I wish she did. Um, it's only pl- funny because it's, like, an email or an Instagram message. Like, you know who's... Okay, anyway. <laughs> Please put your hatred aside and realize the hurt you are causing by spreading lies and fabrications. Is your time in the spotlight that important? If something happens to one of my children, I will hold you and Earl Watson personally responsible. Think about your own child for a second and imagine the tables turned. That is a threat. My husband uses Magnum condoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one was a threat. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is like... Um, the hypothetical of one of her children getting hurt is weird, but it's only to set up like a man. What would be a shame if something happened to your kid? I am so terribly saddened that you would say such untrue things about my husband. Your interpretation of what happened is so far from the truth. You are crushing my family's lives. Thanks for that. That's like weirdly passive aggressive. I wouldn't say that's intimidating. It's it's a little sad though. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the last one? You are such a liar, and you're trying to destroy my husband with your lies. You have destroyed my family and children. But you know what? You haven't destroyed his giant magnum condom wearing penis. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what Robert Sarver's kids' names are? Mm-hmm. But Jake, you're gonna say it. Zach, and Max. Oh, that's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, it. They they are. They all like. Would you be surprised if they all lived in like a TikTok house together? No, I would have guessed like Landon, though. You know, 
By the way, the, the Landon. Chil- yeah, Landon. So these children's lives that are being destroyed. How old are they? How old would you guess from from this this context? Twenty two, twenty six, and thirty one. <laughs> uh, they are. 34, 32, and 30. Oh, get over it, you... Oh, my children. Dude, my little children. You. <laughs> my little... My baby. My, my... Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... My math is off. I'm sorry. They are 20... I'm sorry. 24, 22, and 20. Mm, I mean, that's a little better, but still... But still... But the only reason I'm backing down is because I did the math wrong. <laughs> I mean, I but I wouldn't have reacted so strong like i get like you know one's not old enough to drink i get still being like i'm protecting my baby also you yeah. uh, anyway they're rich people they're the Four worst and someone someone accurately reported that my dad said the n-word all the time and he only said the n-word a couple of times which he admitted <laughs> <laughs> my dad wears magnum condoms yeah you're, you're ruining my life by talking about my dad's giant hog <laughs> um all right sean our final story yeah. is uh nikola Jokic uh trucked markeith morris and twitter was annoying about it for two straight days yeah so i was i was um i i actually went to um my first warriors game in like eight years at actually. chase center we'll talk about that chase in a center. minute but we can talk about that but um I just I missed I missed everything that happened because I was watching the game. Mm-hmm. And so um and I was I went with my dad and I, I drove my dad home. And so I didn't see anything until like hours later. And I got all the takes before I saw the play. Mm-hmm. Because it was you looked at Twitter and it was like the malice in the palace had happened. Yeah. It was like Jokic, Rudy Tom Janovich, Markeef. Yeah, and people were like, that's an incredibly dangerous play. And then you look at it, and it's like... I don't know, a guy pushed a guy in the back. Yeah, like, in the back. In the it back. happens like, all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... <laughs> it's um, He didn't even punch him. Like, like the way it was described was like, this was a reckless play, and someone could have... Now, granted, I, I was not watching live, so I didn't see that they brought out a stretcher that he then didn't get in. I think they were like, mm-hmm. I think he shit his pants like Paul Pierce. He definitely, he probably shit his pants, right? Um, but uh, anyway, when I saw it, I was really disappointed. I thought it would be way crazier. He just shoved him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess like, you know, like big people. But also, I've other. definitely seen Markeith Morris do that to people. Yes. Well, and the craziest <laughs> thing about it to me was that, first of all, people who were like five game suspension for them, like, mm-hmm. have you have you seen how people get punished in the NBA? Um and also, um, yeah, like like uh, Marcus Morris, <laughs> the twin, his other half. Mm-hmm. It's not even they're not really like regular twins. They're they're two halves of one soul. Marcus Morris was like hit him when his back was turned. Duly noted. And there's literally footage from last season mm-hmm. of Marcus Morris shoving Demarcus Cousins in the back. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that. Um, it wasn't a bigger deal was that uh, Boogie's very tough and like just didn't move that much, yeah. even though Marcus Morris ran up and shoved him in the back. Um, so I mean, that that is that is a ridiculous distinction that um, 
it's weird because it does it does feel like the Heat were really mad at the time, and then mm-hmm. uh, like once Tuesday happened, they were like, "Oh, this is stupid. Like this is not uh, helpful." Well, it was and also I- so embarrassing. Like Jimmy Butler's like screaming across the court, like, "I'm gonna get you afterwards! I'm uh-huh. gonna get you afterwards!" To Nikola Jokic, who like grew up in a civil war and like tells stories about his giant brothers putting out cigarettes on his arms and yeah. stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, coffee get, guy. <laughs> yeah. Make a cheap shot. I, I kind of feel like Jimmy Butler maybe uh, got to see the replay of what uh, his teammate did and then was kind of like, uh, I'm, I got to back off. <laughs> this, All this I know bad. is there's only one way to solve this. Uh huh. Before they play their next game, mm-hmm. Udonis Haslam has to fight one of uh, the Jokic brothers. Yeah. That's how both. we solve this, not right? Not both. No, no, yeah. not both. Just one. Yeah, just one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, it'd be a, probably a pretty good fight. And again, no one really actually fights in the NBA. So um, if you're if you're doing your hypothetical NBA fights, the winner is James Johnson every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he knows how to fight and... Like, like, when do you think Marcus Morris last, like, got into a fight? I mean, they, they kind of, like, beat up a guy in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, with ago. his brother. Yeah. Um, no, one, no one in the NBA really fights. Anyway, these takes are dumb. Takes are bad. Yeah. And he got a one instead game. Of, instead of giving my take, I would instead like to play all of our listeners this excerpt from the brand new Bosch book that I've listened to. I, li- I heard this at three in the morning and I was like, I need everyone on earth to hear this. So here. Yeah, I, I feel like you sent this clip at 3 a.m. <laughs> it was 3.45 a.m. actually. I know it. I sent it to, I DM'd it to Roth. I was like, okay, Roth, it's 6.45. It's possible he's waking up. That's more, that's more of acceptable than sending it to Sean at 3.45. Um, but here is... I was up and I did respond, but <laughs> yeah. I saw it, though. <laughs> uh, here is a clip, again, that blew my fucking mind from the Bosch book that came out this week. Here we go. What stop are we making? Dodger Stadium. The Academy? Why? Not the Academy. The Stadium. I'm going to get you vaccinated, Harry. You're eligible, and I get the feeling that if I don't help you get it done, it will never happen. Look, just take me home. I can get that done on my own time and not waste yours. Nah, we're going. Get it done now. Trust the science, Harry. I do, but there are a hell of a lot of people who deserve it ahead of me. Besides, you need an appointment. Ballard pulled the badge off her belt and held it up. Here's your appointment. She said. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. Michael Connolly needs to make sure that these two cops he's writing books about, you know they're the only cops in Los Angeles that are vaccinated. All that right. is true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also, I want to make it clear. I did not add that music. That just happened. No, that's, that's, that's an audiobook choice. The Lincoln lawyer books do have uh, similar music, but it's not jazz. It's, it's not like, it's not like a weird trumpet solo. Like you would expect Bosch to have. Um, anyway, Sean, 
Uh, it's time for our final division preview. Finally, yeah. Sorry, it. these are late, but you know what? Again, things happen when they happen. We're not we're not changing our predictions. You guys aren't just allowed be to be mad because the reason they're so late is because my dad has been in the hospital. So yeah, come on now. So leave us alone, all right? Yeah. It's not because we're lazy comedians who do this on our it, on the side. It's yeah. because my dad has been in the hospital. Speaking of which, I was going to say my mom was in the hospital, but that was that was like two months ago. So speaking of which, um. <laughs> That's of a staff infection, though. If you're out there, uh, uh, tell your dad you love him. All right. If you yeah. do, you don't have to love your dad. Yeah, but you but don't. I, if you don't love your dad, yeah, you don't have to just, tell them anything. And just like fist bump him or talk about like a sporting event or a movie you guys used to watch. Don't lie, but you know. But yeah. Anyway, this has sucked um, for me. Anyway, Sean, uh, the Central Division. Uh, what will Aristotle? Is it Aristotle? Who are it's we? It's Aristotle has yeah, six yeah. <laughs> elements. Elements yeah, of and drama. It's the six Aristotelian elements of drama, and now obviously there's six divisions in the NBA. Six elements of drama, according to Aristotle himself. Uh, now I'm I'm not talking about Northrop Frye's U-shaped pattern of dramatic structure. Blah blah blah. But each one, and uh, what this one is. This one is thought. It's the psychology behind everyone's action. And I feel like this is a very psychological division. And in fact, the least psychological team, the Milwaukee Bucks, are are they feel they feel like they finally uh overcame a mental block. Mm -hmm. And it's possible that the Chicago Bulls are also purging psychic energy. But I feel like uh, the Indiana Pacers were a psychological nightmare and the Cleveland Cavaliers were, too. And the Pistons are, you know, essentially trying to figure out a why for their whole existence as a franchise. Well, I so, mean, so Kate Cunningham was playing mind games tonight. Oh, Did damn. Did you see his quote? <laughs> well, because uh, who was it that yelled on him? Jalen Green? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even see that part. I just saw the quote from James Edwards. Oh, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Cade on players talking trash. Quote, mm -hmm. nothing I heard tonight held any real weight. It was all for the cameras, I thought. Yeah, well, well, it, Jalen Green yelled at him. That's mm, that's great. what happened. The number two pick yelled at the number one pick. Um, and... A lot know. of cool rookies this year, by the way. Anyway. It's well, a great rookie class. Uh, <laughs> Cade, Cade won the game tonight uh, over over Jalen Green. But Anyway, our first team, Sean, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Last yeah. year, their record was 46-26. and 26, Good for 52 wins and second in the East. Uh, in the playoffs, they beat the Heat 4-0. They beat the Nets 4-3. They beat the Hawks 4-2. And they beat the Suns 4-2. And guess what, Sean? What? Spoiler alert, if you haven't caught up on last season, they won the title. What? <laughs> the thing is, I was actually um I was actually watching a movie during the clinching game. Was it Paddington 2? It was Paddington 2. Um, all right, they were uh they were 6th in offense, 10th in defense. Um they brought in a couple of players, a couple of guys. George Hill, old mm -hmm. friend. Grayson Allen. Old enemy. Yeah. Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. Um, Sean, who'd they say goodbye to? 
Uh, they lost PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. Bryn Forms, the dastardly Jeff Teague, Justin Jackson, white guy Sam Narrell, and NBA champion Axel Tupain, currently starting for the Santa Cruz Warriors. Good. Yeah. So, Sean, the final. my first question for you is uh, why has Grayson Allen been so good this season? I uh, just playing with Giannis. Like, uh, the, well, I mean, I don't want a real answer. I want like a karmic answer. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, there's like, what like, did we do to deserve this? I know that's bad. There's something about like the magic of uh, like a somewhat annoying white guy who shoots threes for the Milwaukee Bucks. Like this is almost like Miritich's legacy. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I don't find Dante DiVincenzo annoying, but Me I can either. see He's cool. I can see the seed of that though. I could see that. And same with like like I can see how Pat Connaughton drives people crazy too. Yeah, well, I don't like Pat Connaughton. Yeah. And um, I like him, but I I just don't like Grayson Allen. I actually think Dante Dante is rocks. We love Dante here at the He's the Michael Jordan of Delaware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's the big ragu, isn't that one of his nicknames? The big ragu and the Michael Jordan, (laughs) even though, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's karmic punishment. It's like, you have to have a little bit of, uh, vinegar. They were too likable last year. I think that's it. It's like, it's like the Warriors, um, like, it's almost like there's a chaos rule for a champion. Mm -hmm. They're like, all right, well, uh, Warriors, you got to add Nick Young. You know, right? Except people like Nick Young. Yeah, he's he's, he's like he's, a meme. Don't you he's think a more people? Meme. Yeah, here's the thing about Nick Young. Don't you think he's secretly maybe like one of the ten most famous basketball players ever? Except people don't know he's a basketball player. He's, he's definitely the most one of the most recognizable. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just well, because, because he has of that two... the like most used gifts in the world. Yes, because because. <laughs> Somehow he has two. Yeah. Um, and w- yeah, one of them is him looking kind of befuddled. And then one of them is him triumphantly celebrate, turning around to celebrate, celebrate a, miss. a miss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the question also, mark one, like moms use that one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> people are blown away when I explained that that's an NBA player. There's <laughs> all the Warriors. Also, he uh, has ho- co-hosted... Uh, He's co-hosted, what's that show called? Uh, Catfish mm-hmm. on MTV when... Um, when Neve was, can- was canceled? No. Do you know oh. what Neve was doing when he was gone from Catfish, Joey? Well, no, it, was it wasn't Eve. Neve. It was Max. It was the other And guy. he was uh, directing he was the dubstep the Zac, movie. The Zac Efron dubstep movie. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, my God. Okay, we, we, have can't, to, we, we can't cannot talk we, about we've that. We've talked about Nick Young. He's never even been on the Bucks for Oh, my God. All right. Sean. Uh-huh. Did the title run change the way you feel about Coach Bud? Yes, it did. It did? Yeah. Cause it did not for me. <laughs> he like he he did a great job. I thought he, he was okay. I was... I felt like really more what happened was Giannis was just like, oh yeah, I'm the best player in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just they won a couple games without Giannis though. Yeah, I just I just think when he when when he spent that that game seven against the Nets and he played like six guys the whole game. Mm-hmm. 
that one it was like he finally figured it out. Yeah, but he's not playing Teague a ten one man. of the six guys. What's that? Didn't wasn't Teague one of the six guys he played in that game? Didn't Teague actually play like six minutes in that game? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if he played six minutes, that doesn't. Uh, hold on. But it's still Wait. Jeff Teague is like Coach Bud's binky. Um, <laughs> I he let go of him though. I mean, because George Hill, they the the it's tantalizing idea as uh of getting that weird playoff George Hill they got two so years in, ago back was too too much. So in that in that game seven, uh, Middleton played fifty two minutes. Giannis played fifty. Giroux played forty eight. Lopez played forty six, and then the rest of the lineup was. 38 minutes of P.J. Tucker, 23 minutes of Connaughton, five minutes of Bryn Forbes, one minute. Not oh, really yeah. even. He so, played Bryn Forbes in that game. That's right. Not yeah. Jeff Teague. My mistake. Yeah, um, but that, that's like that's like what everybody's been wanting him to do for years mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I just still don't trust him. I'm sorry. It's And it's, you know what? It's his face. All right. Uh, yeah, next. I mean, that's, true. I mean that's, that's fair. I just, I just, it was still weird because I just feel like they got to two, two in the finals and people were suggesting that the Bucks were doomed if they won the title because it meant they were stuck with Coach Bud. Look, there's just something about Coach Bud that is like, He's too much old Gill from The Simpsons, you know, mm-hmm. the desperate salesman. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying they did win with him. So I'm like, well, I guess you can win with Gill if it comes down to it. Um, Gill just need to listen to more Usher. All right, Sean, who are the Bucks on The Sopranos? Oh. Oh, wait, we have to explain this part. Um, oh, yeah. So... so your- <laughs> On this part, Sean decides, Sean picked the best HBO show of all time, The Sopranos, to decide which character each team in the NBA is. And Sean, which character is the Bucks on The Sopranos? I think the Bucks are Polly Walnuts. That's pretty good. They're they're set in their ways. I feel like Polly would have a blowjob bell. Uh, I I feel like they, like, they almost signed Dante DiVincenzo thinking he was much more Italian than he really is. Um, like kind of set in their ways, but powerful, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit sad that they left PJ Tucker in the pine barrens, but they did. So. <laughs> all right. And I picked the worst HBO show of all time. The Aaron Sorkin's the newsroom. And I think, of course, I think the Bucks are. This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I know I look. There aren't that many characters on the newsroom. I get it, people. Look, I'm repeating some. So yeah. I, of course, think that uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are, of course, Leona Lansing. Oh, uh, that's Jane Fonda's character. She's mm-hmm. the CEO mm-hmm. of Atlas World Media, the parent company of ACN. Gotcha. Uh, she's the big boss that uh, she's stuck between her son, Chris Messina, and Sam Waterston's drunk pre- news president trying to decide, like, what's best for the company? Am I a news news lady or a businesswoman? Speaking of your your bow tie guys. Oh, my God. Charlie, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've still only seen one episode of the newsroom, but you can check out on Patreon another series coming. 
mm-hmm. a room with the news. Our newsroom podcast. It's going to have its own feed, too. Yeah. It's going to be a free <laughs> podcast. Uh, but on Patreon, you'll get the episodes four weeks early. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, then, and then we're going to have a podcast where we second guess our mm-hmm. uh, reviews of the newsroom a and year don't later. Don't worry. But you're like, guys, there's only three seasons of the newsroom. Don't worry, we're doing the morning show when the newsroom ends. <laughs> All right. Um, and then we'll do, what's that one? Morning edition. Um, we'll do all news-themed shows. Murphy Brown. We'll do Murphy Brown. I'm at the Murphy Brown rewatch. Murphy Brown. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Sean, their over-under is 54 and a half. What you got? You know, um, I'm sticking with the ones I had before the season started. I'm going, I'm going so over I. with these over. guys. I just think they're solid. Yep, over. Giannis, Giannis, baby. I love, I lo- I love this team. Uh oh, Sean. Uh huh. The Bulls are back, baby. <laughs> they are. Uh, whoops. Last yep. year they went 31 and 41, good for approximately 35 wins. That was also good for 11th in the East. They did not make the playoffs. They were 19th in offense and 11th in defense. But it seemed as though they discovered an actual star for uh, the first time in a while. They said hello to a lot of little friends. They did. They said hi to DeMar DeRozan. (laughs) They said, what's up, Lonzo Ball? (laughs) They said Oh, hello, Alex Caruso. And they said, yo, Derek Jones, yo. <laughs> and then they also were like, yeah, hello to Tony Bradley, Matt Thomas, Marco Simonovich, and Ayo Desunmu. Sean, who did they say goodbye to? They said goodbye to classic bulls, all all fan favorites, Lowry Markin and yeah, Daniel Yeah, get the Thice. fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> uh Tomas Sadransky, Thaddeus Young, Denzel Valentine, Archie, Ryan, Archie Diacono, Garrett Temple, and Cristiano Felicio. Uh, well, and I should mention, look, they only had one, two years with Thad Young, but they also gave Thad Young the greatest nickname Thad Young will ever get. Last year, they called him Thadjik Johnson. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, <sighs> My first question, uh, eight of their top 11 guys, including three starters, were not on the team. Did they have to get rid of every single person tainted by Jim Boylan? Yeah, I kind of think so. Like, yeah, me too. Um, there's only one member of the leadership council left. Levine, I right? Yeah. And Levine like really stood up to him right away. And so I think that's like that showed. It was almost like the 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 two partial seasons of Boylan were almost like a litmus test to see like if you stood up to this guy's bullshit you're a you're a real hooper um yeah but I'll, also I I as we might talk about a little later in this episode I admire the idea of just being like this team fucking sucks we're keeping we're keeping Kobe White and Zach Levine and I guess they kept Patrick Williams but I think I think this regime drafted him. So, um, Damar also real hooper that the rule change has not affected anyway. (laughs) Yeah. 
Damn right. Um, I feel like I I would have more to say about this, but I talked about the Bulls with our friend John Wilms uh, on Patreon. Uh, it's a new show we have called The Bulls Are Back in Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's up. You can check that out. Awesome. Patreon.com slash Round Rock Pod. Sean is really taking control. And I thank him for it. <laughs> Look, we're uh, we 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 are dis we disproportionately have a lot of uh, Chicago listeners. Or into the Bulls, and um, look, a lot of people are saying the Bulls are back. There is, in fact, a headline on ESPN.com today where the Dallas Mavericks say it says Mavs tout Bulls after latest victory. They're back. Tim Hardaway Jr. says Bulls are back, but Alex Caruso believes improved Chicago. Not quite there yet. Well, did you see how many steals Alex Caruso had tonight, dude? <laughs> rules dude they're, he had they're... six steals off the bench dog that's, that's tj mcconnell-esque dude uh here's the thing alex caruso look is he more famous than he should be because he's white yes is he an that's actual because he's goofy no but what i was gonna say is yeah is he an actual really pretty good basketball player Yes, so he's not TJ McConnell. He's not Ryan. He's not perpetual coach's son, Ryan Archie Diacono. He is the real deal, and he's cool. Lonzo, cool. Demar, cool. This is just a cool team, man. I love this team. I will. I will say that TJ McConnell is also a good backup point guard. Yeah, but like, you're not closing games with TJ McConnell. You're. You might be closing games with uh, Alex Caruso. Um, I'm just saying, like they, 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 I, I, I just think both these guys have kind of were were like fun novelty kind of like I think I don't think either of them was drafted, um, fan favorite dudes, and then now it's like oh they're just good at basketball like mm-hmm. they shouldn't be like novelty players anymore. Now now look, they both have very cartoonish names, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, well, dude, he's good. Stop talking about him because we have to talk about him in a minute. Yeah, you're Sean, right. Sean. Right. Oh shit. What? <laughs> Sean, what Sopranos character are the Chicago Bulls? Is the Chicago Bulls? Well, the Chicago Bulls. Well, they're they're sort of like I just feel like they're really attached to the the old times. You know what I mean? Like like their their heyday was before mm-hmm. and uh you know they try to they're kind of chasing a little bit almost like when tony got addicted to gambling at the end of this mm-hmm. i think these guys are uh jackie april senior great yeah um sean there's only one character on the newsroom who's fucking back baby Oh, and you know it? who that is? That's Paul Schneider's character, Brian Brenner, who's a writer for New York Magazine, who Will hires to write an all-access profile of him, even though Mackenzie cheated on Will with Brian during the first what? four months of their relationship. How could they do that to him? And for those of you that don't know, Paul Schneider is, of course... Uh, everyone's least favorite character on Parks and Recreation, Mark Brandanowitz, but more importantly, the star of my favorite movie, All the Real Girls. I did not know that was his character's last name. Um, all right, Sean. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Over under 42 and a half 
It's 40. Oh, it's 42 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? I really thought they would be better, but I'm despite their hot start, I, I would have said under two months ago. So I'm sticking with under I mean, I three weeks ago was super high on them three weeks ago. And I'm even higher on them now, baby. 42 and a half. That's easy, easy money, baby. This is like a few weeks ago. I would have said this is a 47, 48 win team. And now I think it's a 52 win team. Oh, my God. I thought they were like a 42 win team. But so I'm sticking with my under, even though it looks very foolish right now. Levine is tight. DeMar just is a good basketball player who like. I I agree. um, I do think their defense is not going to be as sustainable. But but if you're going to be a bad defense and they have not been a bad defense at all. But if you're going to kind of get by with sort of. marginal defensive talents you might as well go for a lot of steals Mm -hmm. and that's what they're doing and it rules yeah and also lonzo is like not the kind of point guard you want running the offense in the half court but absolutely like one of like the best open court passers in the nba so just like run baby all he wants to do is throw baseball passes the entire length of the court yeah, just let Damar run the offense. That's fine. Well, and also, Vooch. We haven't even talked about Vooch, dog. The greatest Orlando Magic player not named Shaq or Dwight. I think, well, <laughs> Trace McGrady, but okay, yeah. Um, well, what I was surprised by is that um, Javante Green, a guy I had no opinion on whatsoever, has been like a useful, valuable starter mm-hmm. so far. Um no, I was I was impressed by their bench. I just didn't think they'd be this much better. Yep. You know, cool team. I thought they'd be like seven games better. And it seems like they're going to be about 15 games better. All right, Sean, the Indiana Pacers. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Last year, they were 34 and 38. Good for approximately 39 wins and ninth in the East. Uh, in the playoffs, they beat Charlotte, then they lost to Washington. Uh, they were... 14th in offense, 13th in defense, or what I like to call the Indiana Pacers special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, kind of underachieved with the, with uh, being an above-average offense and an above-average defense, though. Uh, they said, what's up to Brad Wanamaker? Hello to Tory Craig. And hey, guys, to Chris du- rookies Chris Duarte and Isaiah Jackson. Sean, who did they say goodbye to? Uh, they lost Aaron Holiday. They lost McBuckets himself, Doug McDermott. They lost Cassius Stanley, and they lost Edmund Sumner, a guy both of us like, but he has a torn Achilles. So. Edmund, losing Edmund Sumner and Cassius Stanley, it's like we don't want cool dunks anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sean, uh-huh. my first question. Uh, over half their rotation is currently injured or recovering from a serious injury. Should this be a concern? Yes, it should, Joey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a lot of guys who are hurt quite a bit, it seems like. What I will say is Chris Duarte is tight. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, next. Mm-hmm. Sure. On the negative side, yes, their whole team is injured. But on the positive side, Nate Bjorkren is not their coach anymore, and everyone Mm -hmm. hated him. 
Do you want to read a little little uh, quote here about Nate Bjorkren? Yeah, we got a couple here. So um, <laughs> from an article about his firing, Bjorkren's communication style has been categorized as aggressive and abrasive with players and members of the Pacers staff from his front of the bench assistants to trainers and equipment personnel. That behavior was cited as the cause for one assistant coach's resignation. Typically, younger coaches bring a more positive, spirited, encouraging behavior, not an, anti- an antagonistic approach, said an assistant general manager. I guess the implication is that uh, Nate Bjorkren did not bring positivity, uh, spirit, or encouragement. He certainly didn't give them pajamas before their overnight flight. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will read you his story about him. Uh, apparently, he used to have a short fuse in the G League. Mm-hmm. Always fun, a short fuse. In the, the G short League, fu- too. The short fuse he showcased in the G League may- began to emerge shortly thereafter. Before one team flight, sources said, the head coach became irate that the Pacers charter was behind its scheduled departure time. Coach, one staffer, was at least able to reason with Bjorkren, were de-icing. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to basically reenact the day the music died uh, <laughs> to keep up his artillery. My only question about this team, Sean, uh-huh. is uh, do they need a third TJ? My answer is yes. I yeah, feel I like they, so they thrive with, they don't have a CJ either. Uh, they need a TJ Holiday. Is there a Holiday cousin uh, out there named TJ? That would be the perfect. That's the perfect one. That's the perfect Indiana Pacer. I don't like them getting rid of Aaron Holiday. I, I, I don't either, even though I don't think he's good. No, I just I just a bad vibes move. Yeah. Um, Sean. Yeah. Which Soprano is the Indiana Pacers? Uh, their FBI agent, uh, Agent Harris. I don't know what Agent Harris's first name is. Oh, interesting. But... Yeah, because this this team is like pure cop energy through and through. See, I would have thought they were. Um... I, I, had Tony... a, I had a secondary candidate. Oh, who's your secondary guy? Oh. Uh, David Strathairn, the guidance counselor. Who? That's pretty uh, good. Who, I, I was who, going uh, along Camelos. that line. Um, yeah. I was thinking of Robert Patrick's character. Oh, um, Davy Scatino. Yeah, just because yeah. gambling addict. Well, I mean, not. I just feel like the pandemic has done that to uh, their owner who owns strip malls for a living. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like coronavirus has sort of busted him out. <laughs> I think he. I think he mainly owns regular malls, though. Well, still, but yeah, either yeah, way, yeah, yeah. same difference. It's more well, it's more antiquated than it's regular balls, honestly. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just feel like Rick Carlisle is like a cop. Malcolm Brogdon feels like a cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the white guys, very. Does Sabonis has cop energy? Yeah. Like, just copish. Um, Nate Bjorkren, yeah. real copy, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nate yeah, yeah. Bjorkren like, looked like a guy Bosch would shoot in the back. Like a, and it, it was like a fellow cop. You know, uh, it was like trying to murder a witness for the Lincoln lawyer, and Bosch yeah. just pops him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just a dirty fucking cop. All right. Um, along those lines, my newsroom character is, of course, John Gallagher Jr.'s character, James Jim Harper. Who is oh. the whitest man on the whitest show? I hate his name. Even I'm, I'm prepared to loathe this guy. Yeah, you're gonna hate him. That's for sure. <laughs> um, he's supposed to be the likable one, and Sorkin but figures he's... out real soon that he's not. All right, um... kind of like The Office, where there's a loathes a a, a a fun 
heroic Jim, who if you look below the surface, you realize is loathsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Sean, the Indiana Pacers over under 42 and a half. We barely talked about this team, and I'm sorry, Pacers fans, but well, it's we like, did okay. talk a lot about TJ McConnell. Yeah, yeah. The I, I will say they they are um, – I would feel a little differently about this team if TJ Warren didn't have a mysterious foot injury. Mm-hmm the worst kind of mysterious injury to have. Like I'd almost rather have a mysterious back injury than a mysterious foot problem. Like, hasn't he been out like Since six months longer than anyone thought he would yeah, be out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I hate the way this team fits together. Um, yeah, I just, like I, I would like Brogdon so much better on another team. I just can't like, take this team seriously until they split up Sabonis and Turner. Just trade Miles Turner. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, how have there not been opportunities? Someone would want him. He's good. It just, the team doesn't make any goddamn sense. It, it just, the depth chart is so, look, and again, I'm really into Duarte. Yeah, Duarte rocks. But I like, like a lot of their players. They just don't. I like. I, don't I even like, like Levert. Star. I don't. I don't. I just don't feel like they have a real star. Um, no. And then the bench is like, look, Teacher McConnell is a perfectly fine backup point guard, but it gets ugly pretty mm-hmm. quick. Like Tory Craig, just like I get it, but he's not good. Justin Holiday is like, look, God bless Justin Holiday, but. You know, he's just not that great. And I just feel like they're very shallow and the pieces they have don't fit together that well. And it's like they've been inching towards blowing up the team, but aren't willing to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been like really conservative with their they made like very few offseason moves, you know? Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, they're over under Sean 42 and a half. Who you got? It's it's not that high, but I'm going under. I, I just oh, also, I don't really believe in Rick Carlisle. Like, uh, I believe in him as an idea. And like, oh, I believe in Rick Carlisle. Like, but he was he was like he was he didn't really do that good a job recently at Dallas. He was going to get fired if this job didn't mysteriously the, open up. That Dallas team stinks other than Luca. They're all bad. Yeah, but this team is even worse. True. Anyway, I'm I'm under. I'm under 42 and a half. Yeah, I don't think Rick Carlisle's worth 3 wins, so I'm also taking It's weird. Like like I really liked them last year. I know you but, did. But uh oof. You know who I really like? Our next team, actually, uh-huh. the Cleveland Cavaliers, Sean. Yeah. Uh, last year, they were good for 22 and 50, approximately for 13th. Uh, the playoffs, they did not make. Uh, offense, they were 28th. Defense, they were 25th. Joey, why do you like this team? And I'll tell you why. Because they said hello to Ricky Rubio, the greatest ow, ow, vibesman ow. in the NBA. Uh-huh. Uh, Lowry Markkinen, one of the worst vibesmen in the NBA, but still, <laughs> look at another- Look, I, I, I didn't like him as a player in Chicago, but like, the, the, he had Fred Hoiberg and Jim Boylan right. guiding him. Well, that's the problem. But they got another vibes man, Taco uh-huh. Fall. Incredibly good vibes. Uh, but and then another bad vibesman, Denzel Valentine. <laughs> Denzel Valentine, another guy where I'm like. 
on another team. Okay, so the, let no, me just he explain. Stinks. Talk to a Bulls person. About no, he. No, I. I think he man. stinks. I don't really believe him. <laughs> I just think. Um, I stinks. He's not going to play very much. Um, the reason I like Markkanen to them and kind of to anywhere is that I feel like a lot of the pressure is off for him, and it's possible that he just stinks. But mm-hmm. I could also see this team being able to utilize his sort of weird limited skill set a little better mm-hmm. and no one and no one on Cleveland is like this guy's got to play like you know he's the guy we traded Jimmy Butler for well and now it's like this is the guy that I think we maybe traded Torian Prince for we even forgot <laughs> uh they also said hello most importantly to Evan Mobley who fucking rocks baby mm-hmm. um Sean who did they say goodbye to they lost Larry Nance Jr., Torian Prince, Matty D. Matthew Delavadova, Isaiah Hartenstein. I, I, he was on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mifiondu Cabangele and Anderson Verizhao. Yep. Joey, Anderson Verizhao was on the Cavs last mm-hmm. year. Well, they In had 2021. To pay him back. They had to pay him back for winning them that ring. Yeah, he did sabotage Game Seven. Yeah, um... a tornado of suck, I believe I called him in that game. Um, I cannot believe he was playing last year, Joey. Sean, okay. there's only one thing I want to talk about here, though. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, have you watched Evan Mobley yet? No, I I have not seen the Cavaliers yet. Evan Mobley's gonna be an All Star in like two years dude he's I, so I, good <laughs> well i mean i i watched evan mobley quite a bit when he was at usc so yeah, i haven't seen but the league but this is he was, he was good but uh this is like he's like chris bosh man it's like watching chris bosh but like in this era you know what i mean i'm not like, even anti jalen green but i cannot imagine passing on this guy with the second pick in the draft uh and Jared Allen rocks. You know what yeah, you should I do? Love, I love Jared Allen. You know who loves Jared Allen the most, though? Uh, is Our it friend someone... Katie Heindel, who wrote a profile on him that came out this week in Dime. Yeah, it's, it's really good. So uh, read our friend Katie Heindel's profile. She asked him Dime. about dunking, which is always what I want Katie to ask people mm-hmm. about. Yep. And she was like, yeah, he, he didn't say that time slows down. And you can tell that she really wanted <laughs> him to be like, you're just in a different place when you're dunking. Yeah. She texted me that after after the conversation too. Um Sean, question though. Yeah. Does having Ricky Rubio uh-huh. is this really a test of Ricky Rubio's vibes here? Because Kevin Love is the ultimate bad vibes man and Ricky Rubio is the ultimate good vibes man. Is this like in like Harry Potter or whatever, when wizards are shooting the lasers at uh-huh. each other and you can see it moving. <laughs> um, I think it's a little different. Like normally I would say that, but um, Ricky Ruby and Kevin Love were teammates for years. I know, but that was so, a different Kevin Love. <laughs> I know, but I'm I'm just saying. I think I think this is in it in a different context this would be more like a wizard battle this is going to be more like um well i'm going to talk about a scene from lord of the rings <laughs> mm, I, I haven't seen i haven't seen those anyway the theoden <laughs> the king of rohan uh, uh he he's had like a, a terrible advisor whispering in his ear and he gets really old and then gandalf approaches him and is like 
remember who you were and like his uh, like the spells broken. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Kevin Love is going to have that kind of transformation. But I do think Ricky Rubio is going to remind him of uh, joy in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a little spark that helps him. So I think I think Kevin Love at this point. um I don't know. It's going to it's going to remind him of, you know, times when things were easier in Minnesota, where things weren't the team was bad, but he could just he could just be a special outlet pass rebounding machine, mm-hmm. uh, playing with joy, changing his face and being happy instead of just this this death march with the Cavaliers. Um, that being said, Sean, Colin yeah. Sexton is already out for the season. <laughs> He's out for the year? Damn. Um, I know he got hurt. I didn't know he was out for the year. I think it's out for the year. I think he is, too. Yeah. I think it's his MCL. Torn meniscus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he'll come back this year. But he's out for a while. Yeah. Well, the thing is, here's the thing. Um, he is a restricted free agent next mm-hmm. summer. And because it's particularly a meniscus tear, um, the thing about meniscus injuries is you can get surgery and come back uh, quickly, but it's not as good for you long-term. And then the other thing, the oh, is that why James Wiseman still hasn't played basketball? Um, yeah. I mean, I th- that I'm is kidding. exactly why they, because there's like, there's the surgery you could do that's sort of be- worse long-term, but you come back quickly. And then you just, uh, the other way is you just let the meniscus heal on its own. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's also what, um, Raheem Mostert of the San Francisco 49ers did this year. So if you drafted him in fantasy, it's because he only had one year on his contract and he was not going to rush back after that. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. <laughs> yeah. So Sexton actually might not be back because he, uh, cause the Cavs have been trying to trade him for like a year. So, but my question mm-hmm. about Colin Sexton being out is, does this mean the Cavaliers finally get to see what Darius Garland is like playing point guard. <laughs> um, I, I guess like with the bench unit, it seems like Ricky Rubio is playing a lot, Joey. Oh no, he rocks. I just feel I I'm making fun of Darius Garland and how oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. unclear. No, no, like, no but I mean, the but I numbers mean, he's... say he's good, but it's like it's hard to tell when Colin Sexton is putting up twenty points and he's a six one shooting guard. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. No, I mean, I don't think he's actually. Oh, I guess he is six one. But no, he is a six. I mean, he's a six one shooting guard this year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. He's um, he's shooting three pointers very well this year, though. So I'm, I have uh, look. He, I'm, ho- I'm really rooting for. Not, not so much the team, but all the individual players. I pretty much like. Yeah, I really like this team. Good vibes, team. Fun, fun, bad team. Um, and I feel sure. like Kevin Love has now hit rock bottom. Well, that's my my final question is, is this yeah. the year they finally get rid of him? <laughs> yeah. I, yes. Is yes. Dan Gilbert's art loving fail son going to go behind his back because he can't medically. Uh, he doesn't because he has power of attorney over the calves or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and finally. Sign off on just paying Kevin Love to go the hell home. No, they'll only trade him. They will not send him oh, home. No one's gonna trade for him, though. Just, I'm just saying they're not gonna. They're not sending him home. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't think they're gonna send him home. Also, they don't have very much depth. I don't think. 
But he's not helping. All right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, what Sopranos character are the Cleveland Cavaliers? Joey, I'm glad you asked. It's uh, Karen Bacala, Bobby Bacala's uh, late wife. Oh, yeah. And uh, eventually Janice uh, moves in. and Ghost that haunts okay. Janice. The ghost that haunts Janice. Also, um, LeBron is essentially the frozen zitty mm-hmm. in Dan Gilbert's freezer mm-hmm. that he's just waiting and finally saying goodbye. And Evan Mobley is finally going to just thaw out that zitty and eat it so they can move on. Uh, Sean, the Cleveland Cavaliers aren't a character from the newsroom. But what? You know who is a character from the newsroom is just Kevin Love. He's Sloane Sabbath, who is, of course, Olivia Munn's character. Uh, You know why? Because everybody hates him and everybody hates her. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Sloane Sabbath is an economist with two PhDs. She presents an economic news segment on Will's show. Sloane is good at her job, but also very socially inept and prone to creating uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound like... Mike Love's nephew, Kevin. Oh, my. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Sean, over under 27 and a half. Uh, over. I, I, I was so into, like, I, I think, it, I, I mean, look, they, they have started the season relatively well. I think it's an easy over, though. Like, I think this is like a 33-win team, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like having a whole year of Jared Allen, Evan, Evan Mobley, like... It's all ads, and um, I haven't really looked at how their stuff has broken down, but just if they're like the 20th best defense in the league or, if, God forbid, maybe 15th, like that's mm-hmm. that's like a 30-plus win team no matter what, pretty much. I mean, they might be, they might be way better. I'm saying that before I saw them start 7-5, and five, I thought they would win a, like an easy 30 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Um, all right, Sean. Our first, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Last year they were good. They went twenty and fifty-two, which is good for approximately twenty-three wins and fifteenth in the East. Uh, they won the draft lottery, which is the greatest postseason moment for Detroit since two thousand six. Well, you're not counting that half a game where Stanley Johnson actually guarded LeBron. Well, remember. There was half a playoff game where people were like, maybe Stanley Johnson is good at basketball. Anyway. And, and I think it's their greatest postseason moment since 2006. <laughs> Anything that involves Stanley Johnson is not, like, by definition, that, not great. That was why I mentioned it, Sean, because I <laughs> thought it was funny. Anyway, they were 26th in offense and 16th in defense. They said hello to number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham. Also, another man named Cunningham, Jared Cunningham. Also, Kelly Olynyk. Also, Trey Lyles. Also, Luca Garza and Isaiah Livers. Sean, who'd they say goodbye to? Also, I think his name is just Luke Garza, and I mistyped that. He's a white guy from Iowa. Um, no, it's uh, Luca. I'm pretty sure. Actually. It is Luca. Yeah. Oh. oh, maybe he's foreign. Okay. Well, well, look, I was correct. I would yeah, never. Were... I would never make a mistake. It is Luca Garza. I mean, he's American, though. Don't worry. He's just 
His name is Luca, man. <laughs> uh, his parents are named Frank and Sejla. Yeah, I mean, anyway, he's a child of immigrants, just yeah, like that, that, I don't know why I'm making a big. Why am I like making such a big us. deal of this? Uh, anyway, keep going, Sean. Yeah, his dad's Spanish. Who'd they say and goodbye the... to? All right, sorry. I got I got into Luca Garza. Uh, they say goodbye to Mason Plumley, mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr. Totally forgot he was on the team. Jaleel Okafor. Wayne Ellington, Sekou Dumbaya, and Davidis Servitus. Mm. You wrote that song about him, though. I love that song about him. <laughs> he never turned into anything. It's ne- that one's never going to sell, but um, all right. I will survive this. How good is a team where Jeremy Grant is their best player for? Yeah, I mean, not that, not that good. I mean, I nothing against Jeremy Grant. He's better than I thought he was, but. Uh, no, not great. Also, Sean, Kelly Olenek. Uh-huh. Is he an upgrade from Mason Plumley? Um, no, he's not. <laughs> and why do they keep signing a big white guy? <laughs> it's, well, and then Luca Garza is like, uh, he's almost like a, um, what's his name? Jack Luke, Cooley. Yeah, like Luke, Jack Luca Cooley. Garza yeah. is Jack Cooley. Like yeah. in Summer League, he was really popular. People kept yelling, Luca, and he got a ton of rebounds. Wildly popular college player, yeah. too. Cool, cool player in Summer League. Uh, probably not not gonna make the NBA. <laughs> not gonna be on the in the NBA long. Yeah, no, he's, so. he's playing for the Motor City Crews right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I believe he has a real like. I, I believe he has a real contract. He is not a two way player. Though. He does have a real contract, yeah. But I mean, why not? Who do, the Pistons? Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Detroit's starting lineup is four guys in their first or second year, plus Jeremy Grant. Their sixth man is Kelly Olynyk. How patient is Detroit going to be? Um, I think I think because they got the first pick, they'll be pretty patient. I kind of think Troy Weaver um, now. Uh, I I think I I think he um, isn't really in danger of losing his job anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And I think also maybe having watched what happened with another team that had the number one pick, hypothetically in 2019, mm-hmm. he might not want to David Griffin it up too hard. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because he made a lot of um, sort of weird moves last year, mm-hmm. but he kind of picked up a bunch of second round picks, and ultimately all of his signings were super temporary. Mm-hmm. So he was behaving like a man with a lot of job security, basically. Yes. Uh, I will say I really do not like uh, Killian Hayes, <laughs> and he better not do that again. <laughs> I got. I feel like I got tricked before the draft. Um, I think Kevin O'Connor really liked him. Well, you know who else really? Liked Who's that? The captain Substack. Oh, oh, oh! He did. That's right. <laughs> um, but I also, I also wouldn't give up on him. He like I've never seen him look good, but he's also like about as young as you can be look, for a second year NBA player. Except you weren't at a summer league game. Where everyone wanted Cade Cunningham to touch the ball, and only uh-huh. Killian Hayes would touch the ball. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not. I, I would not be surprised one bit if he was never good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, it's like a. All right, I mean, Sean, I think do you have a question for me? There's a question on here. Oh, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Joey, who is Detroit's longest tenured player? Who's been on the Detroit Pistons the longest? Ooh, I'm looking at the roster here. Yeah. Is it Corey Joseph? It is not Corey Joseph. Fuck. <laughs> who do you want a it? hint? Do you want no. a hint? No, no, just tell me. I got it wrong. Okay, well, we we were it's Killian Hayes. Shut up. <laughs> yep. That's insane. A guy they drafted in 2020. A guy who joined the team in when was the draft in 2020? Like uh, like November? Yeah, it was near Thanksgiving. Yeah. He has been on the team the longest. That's insane. Slightly slightly nudging out Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart. That's insane. Oh my god. Yeah. That's I fucking mean, crazy. Troy Weaver got rid of everybody. That's tight. That's like uh real uh Michael Corleone at the on baptism day. Shit. Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking that too. Now, now, uh, they did have Rodney Magruder last year as well, mm-hmm. but I don't believe they acquired him until like uh, a ways into the season or something. Anyway, um, yeah, pretty. Oh, right, pretty Corey crazy. Joseph was on the Kings. Anyway. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. He was in the Delon Wright trade, so that was not. For some <laughs> reason, I thought Delon the Delon Wright trade was like two years ago, but then I'm like, oh no, that was this summer. <laughs> All right. Well, he's been <laughs> traded like five times in two years. It's it's insane for a guy that was not really that bad in any of those places. And, yeah, anyway. it's pretty good. Um, also, not really paid that much. Okay. Um... All right, we don't need to. Okay. Sean, do you want to answer this question? This your last question here. Do you have? Oh yeah. For it. Um. Yeah, do you do you think these guys miss Blake Griffin's amazing jokes? No, Who want, <laughs> they definitely don't. Uh, unless Neil Brennan is also in the locker room writing those jokes for him. Um, okay, who on the Pistons is most likely to start hitting up an open mic? I think Isaiah Stewart. He looks like an open micer at the Brainwash in 2013. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's I think it's probably going to be Josh Jackson, but all of his stuff mm-hmm. is like about the role. This is not about happening. Like story, doing, yeah, yeah. It's all about getting a baby high at the Rolling Loud music yeah, festival. He's, just, he's like, he, yeah, he's he's like <laughs> kind of a Stanhope type. Uh huh. Now you know what? You're right. That's the answer. All right, Sean. Over under twenty seven and a half for the Pistons. It's twenty seven and a half. Wait, I'm looking at the Cavs. Sorry. Over under 25 and a half for the Pistons. Look, I don't believe in this team, but um, they only have to win 26 games. I'm going over. I'm taking the under. I do not like this team, and I kind of think they're going to trade Jeremy Grant. (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised. It's only just that they were like a tanking team that still got to 23 last year. Mm -hmm. Now, it's possible that they don't. I mean, it's not a great depth chart, but uh... also... I have the special hindsight of knowing Cade Cunningham's through four. Oh or whatever. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, I think I I think I misread my notes earlier, Joey. I think I actually meant to make Polly Walnuts the Bulls because mm. he's really into Remember When. Sure. Um, and then then the the Bucks were the the Russian from the Pine Barrens. Fair enough. Um, Interior Sean, decorator. Well, who from the Sopranos? Are the Detroit Pistons? 
Vito Spadafore Jr. Can you explain what Vito Spadafore Jr. does? Uh, So his dad um, is secretly gay. And he he gets bullied a lot by uh, AJ in particular. And by the last season, he has become like a tiny goth. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, he takes a shit in the in the showers at school, and he gets expelled. And uh, Tony's gonna send him to this like special school in Maine, mm-hmm. just because he like feels bad that his dad got killed and everything. But then Tony uh, gambles away that money. And so he gets sent to like a military boot camp in Wyoming instead. Because it's cheaper. Anyway, that's Detroit. Pretty miserable. Uh, all right. The newsroom... kind of goth, right? Like that's <laughs> kind of like kiss makeup. The newsroom character uh, the Detroit Pistons are is, of course, Keith Powell's character, Wyatt Geary, who's the new VP of Human Resources, who makes it his goal to prove that Don is in a relationship with Sloane Sabbath so he can fire one of them, just like Troy Weaver got rid of all his players. Wow. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Um, Can't we did wait the to over see under. that. We, for, we didn't save that until last. Um, so you know what that means, Sean? Mm-hmm. It's time for uh, America's favorite analytics podcast within a podcast. That's this right. is Slammed it's Up. It's time for Slammed Up. With Brett Samson and Brett Randy Ludu. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Welcome to the Slammed Up basketball podcast the only analytics basketball podcast embedded inside a larger podcast uh i'm your host brett slamson uh with me as often is randy ledeal randy are you ready to preview the central division uh yeah i'm ready uh Spe- i'm here on the darjeeling limited just i'm that's tr- that's true you're you're not exactly centrally located someone should make a joke about that <laughs> I'm only three stops away from finally seeing my birth mother for the first time in 37 years. This is pretty exciting, Randy. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for you to see your birth mother. How's your How's your honeymoon going? Uh, it's going pretty pretty well. Being married to a human woman is pretty strange for a Randy like me, but I'm a lucky guy. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited about our first sponsor. Now, today, uh, the Slammed Up podcast is sponsored by a new book from an old friend of mine. Uh, Randy, we used to cruise Central Park together for high school chicks back in the 90s. Relax, the age of consent was 16 back then. Uh, His name is Jerry Seinfeld, and he's got a new book that combines his classic observational comedy with a serious look at the religious faith that propelled him to the top of the entertainment industry. I'm, of course, talking about Scientology. Now... Back in the 80s and also the 90s and periodically in the 2000s, Jerry took a few Scientology classes, yada, 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 made some connections in the industry, yada, 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 reached level seven with a retinue of Sea Org members slash slaves to cater to his every whim, yada, yada, yada. And now he's got his book of side-splitting observations about Lil Ron Hubbard's classic sci-fi novel slash cult leader manual, Dianetics. Uh, He'll talk about how despite all the advances in science, they're sticking with the E-meter. Who are the ad wizards who came up with Battlefield Earth? 
Uh, you'll meet classic characters like the close-talking suppressive person, uh, crazy excommunicated Uncle Leo, and the Thetan Nazi. No Zeno for you! Uh, the church has been hiding a lot of Zenu's gay relationships to blackmail him. Uh, you'll also get to know all of Jerry's wacky girlfriends, carefully selected by church elders. And of course, Shelly Miscavige. According to Jerry, no one's seen her for years because she has man hands. Uh, if you order your copy of Scientology in advance, you'll also get a sneak preview of Jerry's new Netflix series, Comedians in Cars Getting Audited. Just use promo code Affinity Reality and Communication are the three points of the ARC triangle. Uh, it's easy to remember. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. Do we? We do. Scientology. It's a religion about nothing. All right. So thank you, Scientology. And uh, Jerry, I owe you a text. I do. Uh, so, Randy, this is pretty exciting to talk about your birth mother. Luckily, we have three stops and we can talk about the Central Division. Mm -hmm. Instead, our first team is the Milwaukee Bucks, the 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 NBA champions, the reigning NBA champions. Uh, Randy, what do you think about this team? I don't like it. First off, mm -hmm. they added George Hill, mm -hmm. who's a zombie, a walking. Look, I'm on a train right now. But mm -hmm. not the train to Busan like they are adding all yeah. these old ass zombies walking around. You mm -hmm. know what I say? You gotta do to George Hill. Aim for the head. Whoa, whoa, I, I love that. Uh I like that they got the dead weight of the 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 sack of meat flesh that is PJ Tucker. I'm glad they sent him to Miami where people go to die of COVID nineteen. Uh but I, I don't like this payroll, Randy. I say blow it up. Blow it up right now. Uh, you hit the top of the mountain. Uh, you either need to be chasing a title or blowing up your team completely after a title. And uh, I think the Bucks chose badly. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's 26 years old. That means he has uh, roughly 11 and a half months of useful life left to him as an NBA player. Mm -hmm. It's time to sell high. Yep. All right. Moving on oh, to the, I should be the coach, not Mike Budenholzer. You should be the coach. I, th I feel like you have a more uh, authoritative presence. I know all the ATOs. I know all the DHOs. Mm -hmm. Other mm -hmm. acronyms. You've got DHOs in uh, other area codes. Uh, well, before we get to the Chicago Bulls, uh, we have another sponsor. Uh, it's a new film from director Ridley Scott, facing starring Ben Affleck as a man facing a life-or-death struggle with gambling addiction. But this time, he's not betting on NBA games or fighting back the demons of alcoholism. He's placing elaborate parlays on duels in medieval France. Adam Driver and Matt Damon co-star in The Last Fan Duel. Will Ben make back his money and avoid being drawn and quartered by his creditors? Will his wife be burned as a witch? And will anyone notice he speaks French with a South Boston accent? Uh, and with our partner FanDuel, your movie-going experience can finally have some skin in the game. They're offering wagers on running time, death counts, number of previews, Golden Globe snobs, and some exciting nudity teasers. Uh, it's, it's, it's plus 400 that you see at least a butt cheek from Damon. It's very exciting. Uh, now, we are offering limited number of tickets to a sneak preview with promo code How Do You Like Them Apples. Uh, it's easy to remember. We say, talk about it on the podcast all the time. All the time. I yeah. love apples. I the went last... to Harvard. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you, you knew a lot. You also had a ponytail back then, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the last fan duel. Check it out. Or we'll break your legs. Wow, that's... Didn't expect that slogan at the end, uh, but uh, perhaps they will break your legs. Uh, all right, moving on to the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my favorite team growing up. You Why? I, I was a big uh, Armin Gilliam fan. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Michael Jordan, and I was going to be like, didn't shoot threes! Get out of here! Oh, no, no, he's he was disgusting. Anyway. No, no thank you very much. I was also a big Pittsburgh Explosion fan. I really I really followed uh, Armand Gilliam's career quite a bit. He actually didn't play for the Bulls, but I I, I liked that he would he would light them up. What do you think of this team, Brett? Oh, they, they got DeMar DeRozan, uh, which is essentially like selling your soul to the Antichrist mm-hmm. if the Antichrist was ridiculously inefficient. He's a player that raises your floor so high it crashes the roof and you all collapse and suffocate. Mhm. Mhm. I I have I have done that with uh, the concrete floor on a lot of my properties. I do not uh recommend that kind of floor raising when the ceiling is so low uh that you don't have any range. Mm-hmm. You need you to be able Zach... to have your What do you think about Zach Levine? Zach Levine, uh, you know, uh, too much dunking, a little too violent, uh, should be shooting threes. Mm-hmm. Now, Alex Caruso, I do like because uh, I met him at a For Hims convention. Uh, he and I have had similar issues with hair loss. Uh, and, uh, you know, we we have the same synthetic testosterone dealer. So I, I do support the signing of Alex Caruso. Also, uh, his contributions only show up in advanced stats and not normal stats. Uh, the true sign of a good player. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of low T, how is your recall Bob Myers campaign going? Uh, well, uh, it, Randy, apparently you uh, you haven't been being able to watch a Twitch video I live streamed uh, this last week. Uh, we we finally uh, got to Myers. Oh, what happened? Well, we we stormed the Warriors' offices. Uh, I brought some of my followers, especially from the Patreons, uh, including my friend, the Capspace Shaman. Uh, he was good, and, uh, you know, it was very dramatic. We were there, we occupied it, uh, we snuck in through the windows, uh, we had a mole on the inside. I cannot, uh, reveal his name. It rhymes with, uh, Work Jacob. Oh, I assumed it would be, uh, Bike Munlevy Boonier. Nope, 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 because, uh, he actually was, was trying to resist us. He actually started firing, Mike Dunleavy Jr. started firing on us. Uh, unfortunately it was a clutch situation, so he missed, uh, every single shot. Uh, eventually we were driven out by, uh, Pepper Spray and Zaza Pachulia. He is, he is fearsome. Uh, he will not go down no matter how much, uh, you throw an abacus or a calculator at him. Uh, and it turned out that, uh, it, it turned out that the Golden State Warriors had rigged their voting machines. Oh. But only for Zaza Pachulia to make the all-star team. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk to our next sponsor. Uh, it's Loco Llama Leggings. Now, this is uh, my own signature leggings, which I sell through an affiliate marketing program. Randy, did you see the documentary about Loco Llama Leggings? No, I did see the one about, um, what's that lady's name? Randy Raru or something. 
It's a name Randy, like Randy my... Ledoux, that's you. No. That's your name. No, but it was like a Lou no, this is this is local almond leggings. It's completely separate, Randy. Uh, it's my own signature leggings. Now, here's how it works. Uh, we sell you uh, local llama leggings. Well, Lyndon LaRouche is actually one of our, uh, he was, he was the founder of the company, but I've, I've taken it over now. Uh, these are durable leggings. They last two or three washes. Uh, and here's the thing. You can't buy them from a store. You need to buy them from a friend who pressures you on the phone. They pressure eight or nine other friends. It's a great way to establish a business. It's a great way to establish an orgy. So check it out, uh, from ideally a neighbor or a loved one who, uh, is desperate. Uh, Como te llamas? Loco Llama. That, that doesn't make any sense, Randy. I don't, I'm not sh- sure where that came from. All right, moving on. Uh, the next team we have is the Indiana That's why Pacers. you don't hire your friends to do the copywriting. Well, I, I, you know, I, I have a, I have an intern who's been working on that. Well, that's why you don't hire the intern wearing the leggings to do the copywriting. Well, I mean, you, someone's on their honeymoon and can't, can't be reached for basic tasks right now. Yeah, that's you. It's talking about you, Randy. I'm trying to meet my mm-hmm. anyway. Well, you did well. Let, let's let's get through these. I know you're I know you're close to meeting your birth mother, and uh, I I you know what I was I spoke harshly to you, but I am I am supportive of your efforts to uh, meet your birth mother. Uh, and also, if you have a JPEG of the birth mother, please uh, send it to me on Signal. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are next. Uh, I loathe this team, Randy. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, a little man named Brad Wanamaker. Oh, I thought I thought you had a problem with Sabonis. Well, I I mean Sabonis. I'm on record. Uh, you will remember worst last all star in all star history. He's the worst all star in all star history. That's why I sent the arsenic to the Indiana Pacers facility. It's in public record now. I can finally admit that I didn't want the all star game to be tainted by the presence of this. Awful, awful man. But Brad Wanamaker uh, is statistically the worst basketball player since Allen Iverson. And, uh, you know, you, you have to respect what the numbers say. What numbers say that? Allen Iverson, he said, too un- inefficient. How was his three-point shooting? Terrible. How was his switchiness? Not great. Where was his length? Non-existent. Obviously. W-A-R? Do you, do you, are you familiar with that? D-I-P-I-P-M? Of course I'm familiar with war. I was a, I worked for the Democratic Party. I love it. What about I-U-P-U-I? Are you familiar with that? That's where George Hill went. Yeah, it's his alma mater. I was just, just checking your knowledge. Uh, what do you think about the Pacers, Randy? What is there to think? They're a basketball team, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that they should really uh, be... Uh, just just turn that Market Square Arena or whatever they call it now, the, the field house or whatever. Just make it a mall. Make it another mall. I, look. And then let the zombies in. Here's, like here's Day what, of the Dead. Here's what I think they should do. I think they should take their two centers. Mm-hmm. They have two centers that they start. Mm-hmm. What is this? 1978? I say... You put them at center court, you hop in an indie race car, and you drive it right over them. I love it. I love it. Randy, I think you should be the GM of the Indiana Pacers. Thank you. 
right before we move on, I want to ha- I want to welcome our new sponsor, the Esports League. Now, Randy, you know the only video games I play are neurological exercises to promote hand-eye coordination and increase libido, and NBA 2K. Only in GM mode, of course. But uh, this is a different kind of esports. It's not video games. It's teams of the world's best playground basketball legends playing basketball absolutely out of their minds on medical-grade ecstasy. Here's how it works. A collection of five-man teams culled from the finest mixtape athletes, amateur dunk champions, and all-stars from the Philippine Basketball Association face-off. But 30 minutes before tip-off, they all get dosed with 150 milligrams of MDMA. And Randy, this is the good medical uncut molly. I've heard the league stole a batch from a secret CIA lab used for an experiment codenamed Ultra MK Ultra. And Randy, this is a sensual basketball experience like you've never seen. Not only is hand checking legal, so is hand massaging. Accessorizing is highly encouraged, but you can be ejected for bad vibes. The second quarter is officially the chill quarter, which means only deep house music, no dunking, and unlimited timeouts for coconut water and candy. And they've got trained EMTs with scented lotion, crash carts, and glow sticks waiting courtside ready for anything. Uh, It's all very exciting, and this year they're experimenting with different varieties of drugs. There's Slam Kitball Sundays, where all the players will be jumping off trampolines and playing slam ball while high out of their minds on ketamine. And there's also the GHBA, a spinoff league where everyone has been roofied. Uh, Don't worry about freakouts. If a player can't handle his shit, he will be sent to the LSD League so they get some experience. Uh, if you sign up for the Esports League Pass with promo code BUYTETRAHYDROFERANAFENTANIL online, uh, it's easy to remember. You know, you, you we talk about it all the time on this I podcast. I have never talked about that once in my entire life. Well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a subliminal message in a lot of them. Uh, you can buy it on the dark web. Uh, you also will get a month of free pay-per-views of the new fighting series from Dana White, MDMMA, which is the massively drugged mixed martial arts series. Uh, fewer submissions, much more holding. The Esports League. You might get horny. All right. Thank you, Esports League. Uh, the next team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I love Randy. it. I love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know. Putting young guys out there. I do have a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your friends, the worst rock and roll, the Amer- America's biggest jerk in rock and roll, Mike Love. Uh, yeah, he was the best man at one of my weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he think they should do with his nephew? Well, honestly, who uh... frankly gives me bad vibrations. Hmm. Oh, that. Oh. Because of their song. I see, mm-hmm. Randy. Uh, well, I have to say that uh, I was talking to him after the draft, and he said uh, he thought it was important for the Cleveland Cavaliers to have acquired a defensive anchor. And I asked him if that he meant uh, Jared Allen or if he was talking about the the very switchy Evan Mobley. And he said, no, they needed a defensive anchor, a literal uh, heavy piece of iron that is normally used to keep a boat from moving around in a harbor. He thought it needed to be attached to a chain that would be wrapped around his nephew and then dropped into uh, the flaming river, the Cuyahoga. So that that's what he said. And that that's his own flesh and blood. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's tough, but fair. I see why you like him. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you know who agreed with us? Who? Capologist Doctor Eugene Landy. So he he thought it was a good idea. All right, our final team, the Detroit Pistons. Oh, before that, we oh. actually need to talk to one more sponsor, Randy. I, I we had to cram them in this time. Uh, well, this is uh, this is our new our new uh sponsor is Al Green's Pharmacy. Now, uh, maybe you've been burned by some hot grits and need ointment. Maybe your gospel church needs a supply of Band-Aids or generic cereal. In any case, you need this brand new pharmacy and our newest sponsor, Al Green's Pharmacy. You probably know that Al Green is an 11-time Grammy Award winner, a pastor, and a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But did you know he got a degree in pharmacology from an online university? That's what allowed him to start Al Green's Pharmacy, a business founded on providing low-cost medicine and movie theater candy with a soundtrack of gospel and soul music. Here's how it started. Al Green saw a condemned Walgreens store while driving to his divorce lawyer's office in Memphis, Tennessee. He bought it at a foreclosure auction, knocked the W off the sign, and changed nothing else about the branding or the contents of the store whatsoever. And now it is the seventh largest chain of faith-based pharmacies in the American South and the only one to feature regular in-store concerts by pharmacist Al Green. Now, his signature line of discount barely excited, barely expired medicines, take me to the liver, have been featured in the New England Journey of Medicine, 60 Minutes, and Cold Case. Now, you can get 25% off your first drug order at Al Green's Pharmacy with promo code Michigan Rock and Roll Legends Hall of Fame. It's easy to remember. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. Al Green's Pharmacy. Let's save together. All right. Our final team is the... Detroit Pistons, Randy. They have the top pick in the draft, Kate Cunningham. Oh, he is he's so switchy. He's really he's so young. Yeah. Pretty good body composition, not great though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you are you switching the tracks right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I know, I know. I'm I'm very excited for you to see your birth mother. Next up, Randy LaFouse, birth mother. Oh, well we I, I mean we can oh, wrap. Did you get it? Sounds sounds like your stock is approaching. It's coming. I'm so excited. I can't wait to introduce my birth mother to my new wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, lo- I love it. I'm this really is excited. a really special oh, moment, no! Andy. The train, it's running off the tracks. We're all going to die. Uh, Randy, that song is actually about heroin addiction and runaway children. Randy? Randy? Uh, well, uh, I hope he survived that. He has some uh, spreadsheets to update. Uh, but that that seems to be it for our previews. Uh, you can check me out on uh, my Substack, my Dom stack, uh, my Smoke stack, which is my marijuana legalization blog. And uh, you can also uh, read me on my Stack Stack, which is just uh, articles about how uh, Stephen Jackson and Jerry Stackhouse were both wildly overrated in basketball. So for uh, the possibly late Randy Ledoux, I'm Brett Slamson. How did they know to end their episode with that song from the Bosch book? I don't really. Is Brett a composer? They've never. They've never. <laughs>
listened to our episodes before. How they did they know? Well, we're just recording it right now, even. It's upsetting. I don't like it. Do you think Randy's dead? I mean, it sounded like a bad car crash. He also but he... did not know the lyrics to Runaway Train. He I don't just know. kept saying never coming back and <laughs> then never coming back. Uh... It's poor guys. Well, cliffhanger oh, for just... the, the Maybe season that's the last finale slam of we ever hear, I guess. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I have a, I mean... Usually we hear from them around Christmas, but I don't know this time. Yeah, we'll see. There might, there might only be one of them left. Um, Sean, I think that's our episode. I think so, too. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, actually, I, I should have plugged this before. Um, if you have Tubi, and I think almost everybody accidentally has Tubi. Um, I worked on a show called The Cash with my good friend Marcella Arguello. And it's like funny videos. And uh, some other friends of the program also worked on it. Um, great. Uh, it's on Tubi. The cache. <laughs> like your browser cache. Right. Like something you just delete. It's a really good name for a show. Um, yeah, that is a good name. Um, then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter. At Frankie Muniz. Where... I, on 4-30-2015, at Wikipedia, how do I get someone to stop writing false information on my Wikipedia page? It's really frustrating. God, it probably is so frustrating. Sean, did you write a song? I did, I did. In honor of Ted Lasso, um, I... I decided to put a Christmas song in an inappropriate uh, place. I I hate you and I hate this and I hate that Ted Lasso did it. It's Um, a song called Justin Holiday Season by by me and my good friend Andy Williams. All right. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Um, Don't bully Dan Dickow. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Justin Holiday, Justin Holiday, where the midrid shots keep flinging Justin Holidays with you. It's the regular season. And Coach Carlisle has got a guy Chris Duarte has him on the pine When he gets the ball he's letting it fly He'll be getting 2.8 rebounds Justin Holiday's season And his jumper's not going down Nate Bjorkgren was really a clown They shipped his brother out of town In 2015 he won the crown He was a decent scrub for the dubs Then he got traded and signed by the Bulls To leave a mid-level deal with guarantees Nate again will give it a D Justin holiday season So whoop-dee-doo 
who's on LA. The Pacers have two guys at PJ, and unless they signed us to two or two way, he'll be holding the Bajunit down. His brother Giroux went two for two at the Olympics and in the finals to keep a championship ring. Among his things, shove those things in Aaron's face. Just in holiday season. So, ooh, ooh, do. Big bong, and we believe. And keep his mind. His D is a C. But if the clock's a spiral, give it a heave. And his jumper might be going. Jumper might be going. Jumper might be going down. Just in holiday, just in holiday, just in holiday, just in holiday, while the Pacers can't play defense, just in holiday, we'll lose. Just in holiday. Christmas, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.